Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what is going to be another journey into the land of the Drugs Forum. Now, you may remember the last time I went to Drugs Forum, I was reading from a thread entitled something along the lines of a, noob's, a newbie's guide to being a heroin addict and not getting ripped off. And it was very informative and gave a real peek into the life of a hardcore heroin addict. So now, I thought it was time that um, Crystal Meth got that sort of treatment. So in this wonderful forum, which is highly informative, I'm not being sarcastic, it is, a, uh, it is a wealth of knowledge if you can figure out what people are saying. So into this wonderful world of methamphetamine use, I will delve for you. So the first thing that we're going to read in here, and a lot of these things are the same, gross topic so if you get to, if you are easily turned off by the sexual i recommend that you not listen <laughs> to this podcast because it is going to be a lot about um, crystal meth and sex and appropriately let's start off with the um oh man these are gross <laughs> and the first thread that we'll read here in the drugs forum is in the subform chemical and semi-synthetic drug subform Subform amphetamine, subform methamphetamine in a thread entitled Methamphetamine and Sex. And it was posted by Silver Member Educated User 408. And remember, please, that uh, this forum uses the acronyms SWIM and SWI, uh, which stand for someone who isn't me and someone who isn't you, in order to protect themselves legally from uh, self incrimination. So if I say SWIM or SWI, I'm not being weird. They are. Anyway, and the first post goes like this. Haven't seen a topic for this yet. What's everyone's thought on it? Why do we get sexually aroused after using meth? Why does it seem to make the sex last longer if it's supposed to enhance pleasure? And right away, the first post pretty much answers the question. And it's by Van Tranis, and he writes, The same part of the brain meth affects is also responsible for sexual pleasure, food, etc. And, and that's it. It could have ended there, but it doesn't, thankfully. And so, and tin and porn are my friends, writes, this is all I do when I get high on crystal. I watch porn and jack it forever. Fun stuff. So for me, meth turns me into the ultimate perv, and I love it. And Casey Fleecr writes, For swim, there is definitely an, a dramatic increase in the amount of pent-up sexual energy, and it just aches to be released. Frequently, sex is a nasty habit of turning from a wonderfully enjoyable activity capable of providing relatively instant gratification to a laborious activity. Sometimes even after hours, Swim cannot reach his climax no matter how hard both he and his partner try. But boy, oh boy, when it does finally get reached, then my friends, the absolute most blissful combination of the most intensely euphoric natural high and the most, in Swim's opinion, intensely euphoric drug-induced high combine and the greatest physical satisfaction Swim has ever seen, felt, or heard of on this planet happens. Phew! And EJ Loves the Rock writes, For me, there's nothing better than the rush that comes with slamming a big, thick shot. It immediately makes my asshole start to literally gasp to be filled. While shooting, I always have ample amounts of lube on hand, as well as my vibes and dildos, so I can start to fuck my asshole as the rush comes on, and can jack off all night long. Can anyone else relate? And Smoking Bowls 420 writes, Swim smokes that shit and immediately looks for porn. He will jerk off for hours on end, usually three hours before release. 
He used to do this every day before work. When Swim had a day off, he'd only do two things, smoke a bowl, beat the meat, and when Swim felt the release coming, he'd stop and smoke another bowl. It's easier to switch focus when you got the pipe loaded right next to you. Three hours later, repeat. Swim's single longest beat off <laughs> Swim's single longest beat off lasted around twelve hours. Swim couldn't have felt better when this happened. Swim noticed sometimes when he releases, he doesn't get a good release. Honestly, it makes Swim feel like he wasted his money and time when it wasn't good. Swim has to watch freaky shit to get a good release. Anyone else get this? Swim wishes he could have watched regular porn instead. <laughs> Samadhi writes, Swim would get his pills back in the high school days when they were known as meth bombs because his friends at the time really liked them. The best friend had a girlfriend who was an emotional train wreck and a just crazy person. They would take some of these methy explosions and get at it like two jackrabbits on a hot date. One night, Swim's friend came downstairs after a night of rough and very loud sex with the crazy girl, and Swim noticed his lip was broken open and his neck was filled with bloodied bruises. It seems that in a fit of passion and insanity, she began to go Dracula on his neck and lip. He still has marks to this day and a small scar on his lip. And Van Tranis replies again, You guys kind of act like you don't like it. Swim loves the strong urge to beat off while high. The only thing is sometimes you will waste your whole night beating off. But hell, sex on tweak is damn near as pleasurable as the high itself. I can easily masturbate for 5 to 10 hours straight on meth. As long as he's high, he won't stop and loves every bit of it. By the time Swim busts, he's usually down already, so it's not thrilling, but the sex on tweak is far better than the orgasm. When Swim was doing this, he would never bust. It would be a waste. Until he was coming off. By this time, the sex is boring and pointless, so there's no other option than busting. <laughs> okay. And EJ Loves the Rock adds again, Swim still feels like there's no sex better than stroking himself and using his toys. And yes, the bigger the better. Then while on meth, and Swim knows that there are many who disagree. But Swim feels the intensity of the feelings just cannot be matched by another human being. Unless that other human being is sliding his or her hand up Swim's hungry asshole as the rush comes on. It is, of course, a different strokes for different folks kind of world in Swim's opinion. And also in these forums, sometimes there are reputation comments where people like or dislike and put a little comment about the about that post. Someone's comment about this one was, what's your point with all these posts about your hungry asshole? But of course, there's no response. And Smoke Rings replies, since Swim hasn't heard any females speak up, Swim can attest. Swim gets horny as fuck after the second or third hit off the pipe. Now, this whole 10-hour beat-off stuff is just crazy. I don't care how much lotion you have, you're gonna get chafed. That's crazy. How about trying to find a chick to fuck? Swim sure would like to find a man to fuck right about now. Swim just finds climax takes quite a bit longer. Even though it feels like it's about to finish at any moment, it can get a bit frustrating at times for a woman. Happy New Year! I guess it was written on New Year's Day. What do you know? And Tweaky replies, I read online somewhere that on men who use meth, it collects in the testicles, thus causing us to want to screw everything in sight. Figure it's valid due to how intensely I nut when high. Excessive amounts of release, thickness of release, and seems the heat intensity is higher. And generally, I don't have the amped up feeling for a while after, and have been known to pass right out. And Nefarious145 writes, That is absolute bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and finally, John Coyote writes, Phew, Swim will agree that sex and or masturbation is amazing while spun, but 
Swim found that there's so much Swee misses while spending hours upon hours locked in a room in front of a TV or computer punching the clown. With a partner as well, hey, absolutely a good excuse, but to beat off for over an hour is Swim's limit. Swim disciplines himself to no more than an hour because meth can be such a productive substance, so much more than a sex aid. But to stay on topic, Swim says meth and sex makes him feel better than a bird with a french fry. Try it though. Limit Swisself by giving it a shot. No pun. Wake up your life. What great advice. And the next one is also in, in uh, these are just gross. Anyway, uh, the, the next thread, also in the methamphetamine subforum, is entitled Sex Rectal Meth Shard. And just in case you didn't know, uh, crystal meth kind of comes in a crystalline form sometimes and look, so it can look like shards of broken glass that you smoke and then they recrystallize as they get cool. It, you have to read about yourself, but that's what this is about. And the thread is entitled Sex Rectal Meth Shard. And it goes like this. And it was by Enhancyon01. So Swim is wondering if a swimmer was having sex with a female swimmer would putting a shard in her butt than having anal sex with her get both parties high? Swim heard a story of his friend placing a large shard in his girlfriend's ass during sex and it got her high as a kite. And Yulamada writes, Swim would suggest some ramming out of the idea before putting it into action. As far as I know, most substances are readily absorbed via one's posterior. But taking the solvency of shards into consideration, Swid would want the path to be as open and free as possible. Perhaps a very small volume of H2O with said shard dissolved within, then ahem applied to the area in question, would provide Swid with the best results. Condoms, of course, would negate one party's participation in the effects. But my badger doesn't even want to touch that issue. Really. Oh, and another tip, when applying the solution, the deeper the better. With sex, that usually goes without saying. And Smoke Rings replies, Perfect example of how sexually crazed meth makes people. Can I put a shard in her ass? <laughs> Swim doubts it would do anything to the male, but obviously would the female. And like someone suggested, add a little water. Be nice to her. Swim imagines you'll be fucking for hours on end like she does on meth. Swim would not want any sort of shard up her ass, but then again, she's not into anal or the whole anal high that people do. Exit only for Swim, now and forever. And Chuckles1980 replies, Swim it beg to differ. It absolutely does so much for a male. Swim is a gay male and quote-unquote booty bumps are the gay people's thing. Swim doesn't necessarily like it, but to each their own. And Pixelated1 replies, My friend's pair of aardvarks have experienced this. Now, of course, aardvarks are just uh, describing other people he knows. It's not really aardvark. This confusion. My friend's pair of aardvarks have experienced this. Mr. A inserted a shard into Mrs. A's vagina, and she got higher than a kite. Mr. A swears that his high was significantly enhanced a few minutes after he began penetrating her. Insertion is now a favored method of use by the aardvarks. They assume it would also work with anal insertion. Ugh. And finally in this thread, Sykes writes, Crush up and mix with a few units of water into a barrel and upper butt, then hump. Swim is almost positive. Swim will not get as high as the anus will absorb everything. So much knowledge to share with the world. And the next thread is we'll get away we'll get away from the sex for a minute before we go back. And the next thread is entitled My Dog Wants to Try Meth by Sage Rocks 99. And again the dog is his friend, not a dog. My dog is a teenager who wants to try meth. 
He has smoked weed quite a few times, 15 plus, and is not addicted. He hasn't smoked in weeks and feels like he could go on without it forever if he chooses. He also has tried shrooms, same thing, not addicted. Well, now my dog is thinking about doing meth. He told me that he would never snort slash inject it. If he tried it, he would either smoke it or take it as a pill, preferably by pill. My dog is in high school and doesn't have much money. He knows meth costs a lot. He just wants to try it once and wants to know everything there is to know about it. Craving, withdrawals, what it's like, etc. Can he do it once and not get addicted? My dog is very patient and will read every reply he gets. Thanks, everyone. Have a great weekend. And Shirtmaker71 writes, Dude, I have been in this forum twice. And twice people, quote-unquote, want to try meth. I guess dogs can't interpret enough of human language and actions to comprehend that all indications are that you stay away. There is nothing good about this. And to answer your question, hell yeah, he can get addicted after doing it once. And you might not. It's ultimately Russian roulette as far as that goes. Look, I understand the curiosity. Swim is the same way. Wanted to try everything out there for experience and knowledge, but you draw the line somewhere. Meth crack heroin. And just FYI, Swim would never have tried it if he wasn't tricked into it. And Swim will just say this much. Though he never got addicted to it, from the very first time trying, he told himself, never again, and then the next time, never again, and then ten times later, never again, until the point he realized he couldn't even trust himself. There, Swim made his point. It is one sick drug. Some sweeze here might tell you otherwise if they are high on it, replying in this thread. But Swim just gave your dog a very honest perspective. Nothing else to say. And Neznam writes, So Swee thinks just because they have smoked weed and shrooms and have not gotten addicted to them, that they will be okay trying meth? Not trying to burst a bubble. But the truth is those two aren't physically addicting at all. Meth, however, is like it was mentioned would be like playing Russian roulette. Swim thought, hell, he'll try heroin once just to see how it is. Then he thought, hell, Swim is just sticking to snorting it once a month. Nah, once a week is okay too. Things led to every five, four, three, two, one day and boom, addiction. Then he said, okay, I'll just start to snort it so I won't resort to IV. And before you know it, he started IVing. It's not a great path, but once addicted, your quote unquote line I will never cross just keeps getting on extended to the very end. And BH32 writes, Even if Swim is not addicted, you will feel like you want slash need more right after. Stick to weed and shrooms and enjoy your life. And Lisa RX replies, So seeing as no one seemed to actually answer you, Swim will. Swim will try to be as unbiased as possible. Here it goes. When Swim started smoking Crystal, she did not like it at all. She didn't feel much and thought it was a waste. A year later, she did it again and slowly with time got hooked. She can't tell you which hit was the one that did it. It feels like a huge burst of happiness. You become super friendly and chatty, opening up and bonding with anyone and everyone. If you keep constantly busy, you'll feel the energy boost. And if you just sit there, you'll waste your high. With your dog being so young, Swim really wouldn't recommend this drug. 98 of the people involved in this lifestyle are not the kind you want to be involved with. Your dog seems nice and wouldn't want him to get stepped all over. If you feel like you're ready to see the world differently, go for it. But honestly, hold off. And Sykes writes, and Tamara writes, do blow occasionally. Meth will fuck up your looks fast and you won't get them back. And Sykes replies, Meth does not have any direct contributions to deteriorated looks. It's plain simple. There are two types of addicts. Those who look after themselves and those who let their body waste away because this drug enables superhuman characteristics. No sleep, no need to eat, 100% filled up tank of energy, no fatigue, potential for abnormal slash high social skills. Those who look after themselves even after 15 years, you will not know of their substance abuse. You think Hitler done his speeches sober? While he was a bad man, in a sense he was very influential and a great leader. This was, in my opinion, was greatly contributed with the regular IV use of amphetamines. Too bad his motives were too judgmental. <laughs> so stupid.
and retrodat writes, This is not true at all. Those drinking water regularly for 15 years will look better than those doing meth for 15 years. No doubt about it. Do not even bother trying meth. Swim tried it a few weeks back. Felt no high, just some horny feeling, nothing special, and ended up staying up for three days. Took a week for his sleep to get back to normal. Swim looks like a mess now. What a dumb drug. Never will Swim touch it. Do not do it. And finally in this thread, Triple X Fiend writes, My dog tried it once too, and wants to go back for more. Bad dog. What up, whap, what up, whap. <laughs> okay, now back to the grossness of the sex stuff. And this thread, I'm not even going to bother saying it, it's still in methamphetamines because that's all we're reading about, is by a user named Double F and is entitled Urine Enemas. And it goes like this. Swim is admittedly a noob when it comes to using meth, but has some pretty good teachers who have been very accommodating. One of the lessons Swim has learned from these people is that a lot of dope passes straight through the kidneys, unmetabolized, and into the urine. It was recommended that Swim save his urine, never for more than a day, and enema with it for another hit. Being a gay man, Swim has access to an enema bag and is not adverse to trying. Swim knows urine is sterile unless there is a UTI present, which is a urinary tract infection. After a night of partying and finally sleeping, Swim used his first morning urine as a liquid enema and did, in fact, feel a not insignificant rush after holding the liquid for several minutes. It made waking up much more tolerable for Swim. Despite the success Swim experienced, he cannot find any reference to this form of use on the internet or within this forum. He wonders if anyone else had heard of slash used this method and if there is a method to calculating when the most concentrated urine could be collected. An RQ user writes, Swim finds her urine to be very dark after a bit. Usually it seems to collect after coming down. So Swim would not use the urine when keeping hydrated during the binge, but save the urine after Swim crashes and first urinates upon waking from that. Swim uses enemas frequently at work, and urine is easily held inside for extended periods of time without issue. Since Swee uses enemas frequently, he must know that clearing out first with water and soapy rinse is best to allow more free walls available and to be able to hold in the urine enema longer. Swim is lucky if she had someone to play with for this. She has a urine bag that's straps onto her and has enema connections which allow her to piss straight into someone's ass. Swim imagines this would be the best way to experiment with this. Wearing such a device... A <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Swim imagines that this would be the best way to experiment with his. Wearing such a device and on every urination attach it to the inserted enema nozzle plug that is kept on the other person and take notes after each round on any effects felt. And Kaylee Elise writes, But does anyone know of the safety, relatively speaking, of having a urine enema? Urine is, after all, waste material. I understand trying to recapture the actives in the urine. In fact, I believe it's been talked about on this forum, if it's possible to say so, if it's possible to do, say, an A slash B extraction on urine to get various goodies out, but don't remember the replies. However, what about reintroducing those waste products back into the system, especially via a method that bypasses some of our major defense systems, the stomach? and liver. Any ideas? An RQ user replies, People use various recipes for enemas, and urine is one that can often arise in fetish BDSM situations. Since Swim has yet to meet a single person who has had issues from doing enemas on a semi-regular basis of various recipes, depending on what was required, having any health problems. Common problems with enemas is doing them too frequently, or without proper rehydration of electrolytes after. However, since the hypothetical situation we are looked at would require a series of enemas with breaks to test what, if any, effect is achieved, 
the urine is only going to stay inside for 10 minutes or so. That is all that should be required for the colon to make an absorption of the contents. Even at 15 minutes, Swim is doubtful whether this practice would be any more dangerous than the use of methamphetamine itself. Already playing with fire, people like to try new ways with drugs, and ideas to recycle use is common. Safe practice is best to be remembered. Lack of frequency and rehydration with electrolytes. Oh my god, okay. And Jet Elka writes in a bit of a party pooper atmosphere. While HIV does not seem to be transmitted via urine, there is a risk that other viruses such as hepatitis C, approximately 10% of HCV positive individuals have been found to have viral RNA present in urine, and hepatitis B could be. Therefore, in the interests of harm reduction, this practice should be regarded as inherently unsafe and cannot be recommended. An RQ user writes, for people who do get involved with urine, there is hep shots, and with their own urine, it would not be an issue. Got a bit carried away with the sexual practices. Not particularly relevant to the original post. Swim is sorry. And in a new thread, popular meth subforum user Smoke Rings writes, in a thread she entitled, I'm assuming it's a she from earlier posts, ways to hide slash mask meth symptoms when at work. And it goes like this. Swim has searched the internet and has not found any good information regarding hiding things such as dilated pupils if one ends up binging and has to go to work. Swim feels she has successfully been able to stay in control of talking too much, being coherent, and not raising any suspicion, but would still love any insight and ideas on what others may be doing. The only thing that she's found is wearing colored contacts and taking opiates to come down. Swim's problem is that were she to take opiates, she doesn't think she'd make it through the day. She's only screwed up and lost control a few times, but imagines most have at some point in time. Calling in is not an option, as she not only can function and work just fine, but will cause other co-workers to pick up slack if she doesn't make it in. Just looking for any tips or tricks than the other two that she has listed. Not looking for, quote-unquote, have some self-control or other comments of that nature, as she obviously knows it's stupid, but stuff happens. And... Ace Pems writes, Mild benzo, Xanax, and colored contacts usually work for my friend's dog when he has to work when up. Chewing gum can hide the gurns. Some say magnesium supplements work, but my friend's dog has never tried. Dilated pupils cannot be remedied by anything other than time, so my friend's dog has been led to believe. And X Junkie replies, The most important thing Swee can do is not fear going to work when Swee is off guts. And not to obsess on what other people are thinking of Swee's appearance. Unless Swee is totally cooked, then it will more than often go unnoticed. The second one starts obsessing over their appearance slash behavior, the more likely they start to act like they are on drugs. It's uncanny. Perhaps arrive with an empty Red Bull so they can put it down to Guarana abuse. Please don't take opiates to come down. Swim started off as a speed addict and ended up as a heroin slash methadone addict for a further seven years afterwards. It's not a nice journey by any means, so please don't play with fire. And Lich Dictator writes, Before Swim started doing meth, Swim would never have been able to pick out people who were on it. Swim might not be able to tell all the time unless Swim knew the person pretty well. Swim imagines that most normal people would take the answer of taking Dayquil or something as a good excuse. Just remember that most people can't tell and that it's all in, in Swee's head. If Swee looks and feels good, it'll be fine. Swim always tries to shower, shave, do hair, and dress nice. Also, Swim likes to spray a little fake tan on so people... <laughs> also, Swim likes to spray a little fake tan so as to not look so pale. And... Uh, oh, boy. And in a new thread, Nigga Precious writes in a thread he entitled, The Hunt for Meth Crumbs. And it goes like this. Swim has noticed that when he is spun, crumbs and small chunks of what he thinks is meth cover his carpet. 
This causes him to compulsively pick at the floor, finding these little chunks and pulling them up to crush. Swim found himself scavenging his carpet floor for hours, thinking that the task would be productive. After thoroughly scoping out his entire floor, Swim proceeded to crush up the foul collection he believed to be meth. Up his nose and down into a drip goes the various tastes of solidified laundry detergent, pieces of dried deodorant, baking soda, old food, glass, literally, and whatever else could possibly wind up on someone's floor. Although the strange taste didn't occur to him as bad at that moment in time, he soon realized there was no possible way for pieces of meth to wind up where Swim found them. Despite this fact, he somehow ended up continuing his search on his floor no matter how many times he told himself there were no real crumbs. Has Swee experienced anything similar to this? Old Hippie 56 replies, Crackheads do this also, and it's called the crackhead crawl. All tweakers do this from time to time. Find another hobby while tweaking, like vacuuming your nasty carpet. And John Doe 04 writes, LOL. Funny to find others do this as well. Swim figured as much. Because of this, though, Swim is very meticulous to do his best to get everything prepped while he is feeling straight, such as burning down a big bowl so that he doesn't shake too much and lose some stash. That will prevent the crackhead crawl that is liable to happen later. Also, Swim will also make sure to do his meth or whatever drug on a surface that has been cleaned and spaced out well so that if for some reason some stash did spill or fall, he knows it will definitely be meth and not deodorant or some other bunk. It's easier to tell yourself that specs on the carpet aren't meth when you've gotten everything prepped so there's no way to mistake it for such. Old Hippie 56 replies, Most tweakers, cowboy included, have done this, implying that once one is down on all fours, looking for some mysterious dope that somehow flew to the other side of the room, he or she will see the terrible condition his carpet is in. And being the responsible tweaker that he or she is would probably get out the hoover if they haven't hawked it off to buy dope and vacuum the carpet. The plus side to this is a clean carpet. The negative is smoking slash snorting, shooting, strange objects that one has found. And he continues, I know this sounds mean and whatnot, but Cowboy and his late father-in-law always played tricks on fellow tweakers, placing fake microphones in obvious places for the paranoid ones, crumbed up sheetrock on the floor for the hardcore smokers, etc. He was the one that taught old Cowboy the motto, do the dope, don't let the dope do you. And Nigga Precious replies, The other day, Swim was crushing up meth to snort inside of a car. While this was happening, a piece went flying out of the container being used. Swim searched around his car forever for that one piece. And Blue replies, Just goes to show you how spun Swee is getting. Becoming delusional and putting random crumbs up your nose and glass is not funny or normal. Like the kids say, lay off the crack slash meth. To think someone is getting high and searching their carpet right now. How lame. And finally, for this podcast, I'm not even sure how long it's been, but we're going to cut it short here, or long, we'll see later. And finally, we'll bow out with this thread in the experiences category, entitled, Ugh. Any other swimmers living slash live this lifestyle? Parentheses, every other day use. By John Doe 04. And it goes like this. So, swim cannot seem to put the pipe down for longer than two to three days. He works a really nice job where he can work from home a couple of days a week and tends to smoke on those days as well, as usually one day on the weekend. Ultimately, about three days a week, Swim will smoke. Swim started out smoking, say, on Monday, about two to three bowls for the day. He would quit early enough in the day that he could pop a Benzo and some NyQuil and get some sleep, since usually he would have to work the next morning either the office or at home. Then the next day, Tuesday, he might pop a pain pill to help with some of the aches. Come Wednesday, he'd debate about whether to pop a pill or smoke some meth. 
Sometimes he'd do both, only because he'd pop the pill and feel super tired later. Not like the tiredness, so he'd smoke a bowl or two. Then he'd go Thursday and Friday without smoking, but then come Saturday, he'd whip it out again. Swim has constantly been thinking, slash feeling, slash wanting to go to 7 to 10 days without use to recharge his dopamine levels, which he's thinking is now going to be even longer due to the regular use. Not only that, he'd like to go that long so that the next time he smokes, the euphoria is stronger than it is now. Some days he smokes and there's only a little bit of a strong good feeling at first, with mellow-like feelings the rest of the day, but definitely not that rush every hit. Now it's been who knows how long, a month or more, and Swim can get away without the benzo and just take a bit of NyQuil to get to sleep after smoking. Some nights he doesn't even need the NyQuil, he can just go to sleep and the sleep is good too, fairly deep. Swim is curious if there's anyone else out there that lives this way or has lived this way. Sleeping each night and smoking every other day or two or three. Swim is fairly certain he just needs to put the pipe down and stay away for a good while so he can enjoy it more when he does do it. Opinions, thoughts, comments? And Van Tranist writes, Swiv lived that life, basically. It sounds like the start of an addiction. I bet you already are truly an addict, no doubt. Welcome to a crazy ride that will probably last years and most likely leave you with less than you started with. Quitting now would be extremely wise if you can manage. Otherwise, welcome to your life. And old hippie 56 writes, Bend down that terrible road. Get off it if you can. Lived that life for years. Took everything cowboy cared about away. Freedom, loved ones, jobs, etc. And John Doe 04 replies, Yeah, Swim was addicted 10 plus years ago for a while. Swim got back into it when it was on the list of products at a stop in Mexico. Thankfully, Swim doesn't have very many opportunities to go there, so once his supply is gone, he'll have to be done. But he does have a lot left, which is part of what makes it so hard to space it out. Swim has a lot of business trips coming up. If he can manage, he'll leave it at home so he's not tempted. That will probably help and be hell at the same time. And Cindy replies, Yeah, this swimmer lived that life for 18 plus years. It's a terrible way to live, to put it mildly. Putting the pipe down, if Swee can do it, definitely do it. Yes, Swim will build tolerance like that. And Soul to Squeeze writes, Here is Swim's two cents. It takes a lot, more than most people have, to live this kind of lifestyle and maintain life as normal. Swim isn't saying it's impossible. It's just very, very difficult to keep this kind of meth use under control. Swim has seen many people who use every day, or almost every day, and at first they have a firm grip on reality and on their drug use. These people even looked down on people who were too weak-minded to handle their drugs and referred to these people as shot out. But without fail, Swim watched these same people get ate up with addiction and become exactly what they so harshly judged and criticized before. Not to mention, living this sort of lifestyle can ruin your body, outside and inside, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Meth is a much more entrenched drug than others. I-S-H-O, which stands for In Swim's Humble Opinion. I don't know. Okay. Swim believes it can change a person into a fiend quicker than any other drug out there. Swim's advice? Chill out with it for a while. Just a month. Give your body a break. If you find it difficult or find yourself making excuses as to why now's not the right time to stop, you may want to seek help before it's too late. No high is more important than your life. Best wishes to you. And with that important message... That's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. If you are listening to this at the tail end of a three-day binge, I have one question for you. How many times did you jack it? Did you? Did you? Or have you saved up your urine for tomorrow's urine enema? Gross. Yeah. This is, is just one of those drugs. I'm not, I, I'm not judging, but I am. Just one of those drugs that uh, you probably don't need to try. Just because of, you know, there's certain drugs that are out there that the evidence is in. It's not like a research chemical, uh, you know, a hallucinogen or whatever, or even like mephedrone or, you know, whatever, JWH018 or whatever you want to call it. Any of these drugs that 
people don't really know all that much about. Like, uh, you know, heroin, methamphetamine. There's really not too much new ground to cover on whether you should or should not do it. And yet people continue to be like, maybe I'll try it. And uh, the general consensus is on this forum that um, you probably shouldn't. But, you know, this is not the the Lou is judgmental and telling you what to do podcast. Would you listen to that if I made one? Because <laughs> I got a lot of opinions on what you shouldn't be, should, what you shouldn't, should not be doing. Oh, I'm going to make my, my podcastular plea that I make every podcast to please go to the iTunes website if you have an iTunes account and rate the show and also write a review that does not have any profanity in it <laughs> uh, about the show because I would that would be great. Um, you know the Scalar Brothers? They have a, a new comedy show on Earwolf and it has like 200 reviews on the first day. I mean, they're popular. They have friends. But you're my friends. I expect you to do this for me. Yeah, so if you get a chance, do that. I thank you for waiting so patiently while I was on vacation. It was a lovely time. I uh, spent some time on the beach. I found some crabs under some rocks. Oh, you know, I did my my good fatherly duties. And all the while, I was thinking about what stupid things I could read for you. Thanks for listening. My name's Lou. This is Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>